discipleship for the BFC family. Our scripture reading today comes from Romans chapter 4, verses 1 through 8. And the word of the Lord says this, What then shall we say was gained by Abraham our forefather according to the flesh? For if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him as righteousness. Now to the one who works, his wages are not counted as a gift, but as his due. And to the one who does not work, but believes in him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is counted as righteousness. Just as David also spoke of the blessing of the one to whom God counts righteousness apart from works. Blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven and whose sins are covered, wrote David. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord will not count his sin. This is God's word. I want to talk to you today about the fact that we are saved by faith alone. You know, if you've been listening regularly on Mondays, you'll remember that we're taking a brief trip through the book of Romans. We're exploring this valuable book one chapter at a time, and we're simply noting the big idea in each chapter. The thought is to give us a snapshot of the whole process of salvation, condensed down so that it will be easy to grasp. Chapters 1 and 2 introduced us to two kinds of men. The first kind are those who suppress God's truth because they prefer to live in ignorance of God. They love their sins, so they don't want God's truth. The second group are those who profess to believe what God has spoken truly, but who reject that truth with their hearts. Their religion is just outward religion. They remain unchanged inwardly. And then last week, we were introduced to another kind of man, a man who's heard God's voice and believed what God has said. And we found a surprising truth connected with such men. God accepts them as perfectly righteous simply because they put their faith in his son, Jesus. Today, we'll reach chapter 4, where we'll be told more about that third kind of man. The big idea in this chapter, chapter 4, is this. Not by works are we saved from the wrath of God, but by faith alone. Now, you've probably heard this truth many times before, and it's noteworthy that the Bible goes out of its way to assert it many, many times. And that's because this idea runs contrary to every human instinct. We don't naturally believe that we can make peace with God without doing something by our own efforts. Men everywhere believe that if salvation is possible at all, it can only be obtained through the sinner doing some sort of good works, some righteous act to balance his account with God. The picture most people carry around in their minds is of an old-fashioned set of balance scales. Their sins are piled up on one side, and their good works are placed on the other. And most people think that if they can pile up enough good works on the positive side, enough to outweigh the sins on the other side, well, then, God has to accept them. Now, looking around the world, this is the scheme for salvation in every other religion other than Christianity, as far as I can tell. And it's based on a myth, not fact. The whole scheme is imaginary. It can't possibly result in anyone being accepted by God for this reason. 
The Bible tells us that all men are by nature ruined by sin. Sin's like a contagious disease that infects each one of us and that contaminates everything we do. Even when we try to do something good, that good thing that we're trying to do is contaminated by our sins. Isaiah speaks of this in Isaiah 64, 6. The scripture says, We have all become like one who is unclean, and all our righteous deeds are like a polluted garment. We all fade like a leaf, and our iniquities like the wind take us away. Well, since this is our condition, it's simply impossible for us to do anything acceptable on the positive side of the balance scale. But Christianity says something different. It tells us that no one can save himself by doing good works, but that doesn't mean that no one can be saved. What man cannot do for himself, God does for everyone who puts his faith in Jesus. And that's the miracle of grace. God doing for us what we can never do for ourselves. And that's what's being taught here in Romans 4. We're saved by grace through faith alone. There's nothing we can do to make ourselves acceptable to God. So God does everything we need through his son, Jesus. And we get all of it credited to our account simply by putting our trust in him. We don't have to work. When we commit ourselves to this truth and we begin to call on his name, praying to him, well, that's what faith is. And God sees our faith and declares us to be not guilty. It's as simple as that. This is a big deal. And we'll see when we get to chapter 6 of Romans that many people question whether this is true or not. To many, this just sounds too good to be true. But it is true. So in chapter 6, objections will be answered. But first we have to get to chapter 5, and that's for next Monday. In the meantime, we can think about what response we ought to make to this truth that we're saved by faith alone and not by anything that we have to do to earn God's forgiveness. What is a proper response? Well, we suggest that a sigh of relief might be in order. And we should probably follow that with ecstatic worship and thanksgiving. Dear one, let this grip your heart. God has done everything needed for your salvation. All you need to do is to receive this wonderful grace by putting your faith in Jesus. And you're forever free from the never-ending cycle of work, failure, guilt, and shame to which performance-based religion enslaves its victims. No wonder we sing, amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you for your wonderful grace given to us in Christ Jesus. Hear our prayer of gratitude for Jesus' sake. Amen. Thanks for joining us again today. Remember, all who put their trust in Jesus are saved by faith alone.